Hey, if you're listening to this episode, we just launched the official Nonsense Podcast Instagram. It is at NonsensePod. That is at NonsensePod on Instagram. You follow us. We're going to be posting some content from recent interviews, some funny sound bites, and maybe a few other videos. Enjoy. Everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 19 of the Nonsense Podcast. This is a pretty special episode for a few reasons. First one is that we changed over to a new recording platform. So we're not going to have any of those audio delays that we had. Um, I really I'm sorry about those. I know that was really the 800 pound gorilla in the room for quite some time. Um, the audio quality is going to be a lot better. And uh, moving forward, we should have much better episodes. Second of all, we also have the gentleman from the safest ledge. We had Mason, Ken, and Joey, all great guys. We had a ton of laughs. Um, these dudes put out some pretty sick music. Most recently, they put out Mountain Eyes, which was sometime late May. Uh, that's their new single. Take a listen. It's playing at the end of the episode if you want to check it out and uh, enjoy the interview. We'll see you next week. Really glad to have you guys on. Um, you know, we, it, This was awesome having some little banter before. I, I can tell this is already going to be a really fun interview. So, you know, how's it going, guys? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Um, it's going real good. We just put out a song like a week ago, so we've just been busy as all hell. Pretty rad song. And I saw that. Yeah, well, and, you know, for our listeners, what is the song and where can they listen to it? Uh, so it's called Mountain Eyes. We just put out a music video for it last week that premiered on BBTV. Um, you can check that out on their YouTube channel. Yeah. They're, they're pretty famous for a lot of, uh, like live, uh, recording, uh, of like shows down a lot of like old like... warp tour, old warp tour live videos. That's oh, yeah. like where all of them came from. So we premiered that last Tuesday and then we put out the single on Friday. So we've just been real busy with that, trying to push that everywhere we can. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations guys. Uh, you know, that, that's a big thing, especially like, nowadays you know you're taking a risk essentially you know releasing this music and not being able to tour at least for you know the foreseeable future but also on the other hand of that and we had a conversation with another musician not long ago it's like people are consuming media at you know probably one of the greatest rates that we've seen you know in the digital age because everybody's home absolutely so like the summer's coming up too people are looking for new music and like i feel like summer drops are you know that's the thing to do Everyone in the world is trying to get press right now, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, if you can't play shows, you know, you have to you have to continue to promote yourself and get yourself out, th out there. And, you know, uh, a lot of the larger bands, you know, like they're trying to keep their fans happy. And I mean, you, you know, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Now is like the biggest time, the biggest wake up call now that like you have to have an online presence that's really meaningful. Like, you know, we look at bands like, you know, the the most extreme and funniest example is like Heart Attack Man, because they they're on insane, just like, oh, no, it's like dream worthy. But um, he's like, he, he, I mean, for those of you who don't know, like Heart Attack Man, like Eric from Heart Attack Man has literally turned himself into a meme. Oh, no, he, he's wow. he's hilarious. He's from Cleveland. Yeah. Heart Attack Man's from Cleveland. We uh, so is he kind of like Oliver Tree? Uh <laughs> but, but I, I really don't know who you're talking about. He, That's why I'm... he, um, uh, Eric actually used to record with uh, the guy we usually record with, Steve Perino. So we, like, we don't know the guys personally, but like, you know, you know him through the tree of millions of bands. You know, my girlfriend's a big Heart Attack Man fan. Yeah. It, 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 good morning. It's uh, Blank from Heart Attack Man. <laughs> but I have yep. to say though, like that, like that is so genius. He came up with that, and that's become like their, like that's. That's like their brand right there is fans, you know, they tweet that and they always get it retweeted and everything. It's just genius. So well, like even even the knife. I mean, they made a fucking knife and they sold out a knife. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we want to sell lighters and we, and we see like people selling knives and we're like, that's so genius. Yeah. <laughs> but like now more than ever, it's so important to have an Internet presence. So, you know, we're just trying to carve our niche out with that. You know, every band has a different 
has a different brand, has a different image, has different marketing. It's crazy, too, thinking back to this release because we had to push it back about a month. And then on top of that, I mean, this is something we've had planned for, I'd say, about six. Oh, my God. We we recorded that music video probably a year ago. Yeah. And we recorded the song probably like 15 months ago. But, you know, when you're, you know, we we had never like put out a release very officially with press and things like that. Because we put out a single called Runaway in, I think, like November of 2018. And like we really, you know, had high expectations for it. And it didn't do nearly what we thought it would. And well, we are also preparing a music video for for that as well, that like it, it just things weren't working out and we felt ourselves changing in a lot of different directions. And that's how a lot of this music came about. I mean, we, we threw away like five demos oh, just to yeah. create uh, Mountain Eyes and Mountain Eyes is actually a demo that we kind of like shelved for a while and then came back to and, and found that you know, hey, this is something that really fits us right now. And it, it worked yeah. extremely well, obviously. <laughs> and, and we write songs pretty slowly, too. So, like, throwing out five demos is a gigantic deal for us. Because we're like, oh, man. Because, you know, we, we all just have very picky brains. And we kind of work, like, not a true democracy, but, like, it's four, now five people in the band. And if, like, if you don't hit majority rules on it, like, it's just not getting kept. It's so five demos felt like a big deal and we just told ourselves like you know either we're gonna try to make a jump and like you know obviously the little things in this is get press and you know make a bigger impact with the music and everything but we were like if we don't make a jump there's no point in doing it you know you don't want to just be the big youngstown band because you know we felt that for a while and we're like okay this is pointless you know how would you describe the jump you know what is different from what you've previously done and you know why did you decide to change it i I'd say we've gained a lot of tools on our side signing to, uh, and you know, the Andromeda agency, uh, you know, Elvis has helped us out so much with, you know, um, starting with our little Elvis weekend tours. Manager. Yeah. She's our manager, by the way. That's really uh, kick ass. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's helped with the weekend tours to, uh, helping us get PR and, and get ourselves out there in, uh, in ways that we've never even thought of doing. Yeah. So it, it's been super helpful and, we've seen a grave improvement from from what we have been for the past five years i think i think before we were just so hopeful that like the music would do the talking for us and things like that but like you know the music industry is cruel and you know if you don't it's way more of a business than people anticipate it to be in the beginning and you have to find that balance of like i feel like a pure creative artist but i'm also like a businessman at the same time because like you know, it's cool to be the pure, uh, the pure artist and everything, but like, if you're not getting results, nobody cares. Yeah, that's a very sure. good point. You can't just be like, you know, this isn't like the '60s where you're like, there's a very small pool of artists and like you have yeah. a definitive sound. You know, this is the 2000s. This is the digital age. It's a very crowded space. How are you gonna, you know, differentiate yourself from different artists or you know, maybe you're on the, you know, the same level playing field as some of these bigger artists, but what makes them, you know, more popular in terms of the numbers online and followers and, you know, Spotify streams and all that and, you know, versus you. Like today, I was listening to this one artist. I don't want to like call them out. Um, they're very big artists, but I like just couldn't understand why. And I'm like, well, we actually had a conversation with... Um, you know, a, a friend of ours not too long ago, we were just talking about like them and how they kind of just blew up in this one scene. It was because they found their target market. They, you know, and went, branding, branding, yeah, a huge yeah thing. and branding, and they they toured the right spots and it it worked. They they've definitely it sounds like they found their niche audience for sure. And I mean, that's essentially what uh, a lot of bands in this genre do. Um, <laughs> I mean, you you look at bands like Circus Survive that you know like yeah they seem like really big uh when when you're like getting involved in in the music and everything but like in in the grand scheme of things like you know they're they're not playing like arenas or like you know like they're not like they're no they're they're not like superstars but but they have they they have like executed their one percent fans so much that it seems like all of their fans are diehard fans. Like those are the fans yeah. are gonna buy like every CD and every shirt, and they're gonna they're just gonna indulge so much into your music. And I mean that's that's pretty much 
that's pretty much all you need to to succeed as a band is to find those those people that enjoy your music so much that they would they would essentially do anything for it and and that's that's the ultimate goal you know is just to touch people in that way have you ever met a casual circa survive fan like no never <laughs> like that's one of those bands like them dance gavin dance silent planet i mean all their fans are just rabid loyal fans that's true I mean, i've never met someone's like dude yeah circus okay no man i fucking love them like that's everyone's <laughs> yeah. response yeah but um guys i did want to you know make sure i asked a few questions about you guys um i'm sure you two have a very rabid fan base because I, you know i took a few listens to you guys this week and um you have a very unique sound how would you guys describe yourselves um, you know, it's funny because I, I we like don't know what we are. We, we don't know what we, we don't <laughs> All right, good. I'm not the only one. one. Like, <laughs> like, we, everybody will say like movements is the easiest comp, which is cool. Cause like movements is a huge band and we all like movements, but like, we I don't can really definitely see that we, in mountain eyes too. Yeah. We don't really know who we sound like. Cause like, I think like instrumentally we're a little different from like other post hardcore and emo bands, like at least the way I approach it with guitar. But, like, Kennedy, like, I mean, Kennedy's a really good singer. I don't know anybody that sounds like Kennedy. That's, so, that's like, we, I guess, like, I if we had to that. easily, of course, my guy, <laughs> if we had to easily brand ourselves, I'd say, like, emo, poster, core, alternative rock. But, like, there's, that's so many damn labels, I guess you could say, like, <laughs> alternative rock or something like that. It's crazy because, like, I, you know, I grew up listening to a ton of post hardcore music like you know 10 years ago and going to warp tour all that sort of stuff i've loved like dance gavin dance to bands that are like small like decoder and you know and, uh oceana and of machines like i i've loved that like Northern so many throwbacks yeah, yeah right and that and that's stuff that i've always wanted to create and it, it's it's cool to have those sort of influences tied with things like uh like my chemical romance you know jamming to them back in like 2006 and and that's like that's when i was learning how to sing and like teaching myself how to sing so those that you know you might hear uh like a a, a twist on like a word like like maybe how i say it sounds a little familiar to how you know someone from that like emo phase might say it or uh you know i i incorporate a lot of rasp and that was inspired from like johnny craig and and a lot of stuff like that. It's just, it's just really, really cool to, to look back and have all these meshing sounds come. It's just great, too, because I've always kind of, like, said, like, when you're making music, like, you want to take something familiar and then make it your own and something new at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's that's, that's kind of what I'm hearing from you. And I think you, I think you, from everything you've explained and, like, thinking back to the bands you mentioned, it sounds like something you've done very well from having listened to you guys. So Thank kudos you. to you on that. Yeah, I was I was thinking like today I was like there's an element of like melodic hardcore but then you know there's also like pop punk elements and I'm like I just can't put my finger on it and it, <laughs> I was like you know why am I trying for this just appreciate the music for what it is sometimes that- like the label is just kind of something I guess the industry wants to put on it but like Sometimes I think leaving yourself open is is a good thing. If you I don't pick so sides, um, I mean, you guys can tour with anybody. You know, <laughs> well, like, yeah, if you, if you listen to us, like you're gonna be like, oh, they're a pop punk band. Like, pop there's punk. no if yeah. ands or buts about it. <laughs> but like it's but like when you see us live too, like oh, like I could put them with like a heavier punk band too. So like you know, but uh, you guys like just from your sound of like, your music alone, like I could, there's so many shows like I could see you on, which is why it's good not to have like a definitive label absolutely and that's the thing like you, you know we we're technically on our uh third ep release even though the first one was under a different name we don't speak uh, of we don't speak of that so that's why uh <laughs> we're considering this our sophomore ep release we, but even in the first even in the first like demo essentially we can call the first ep it it, it was so super dynamic i mean we had everything <clears throat> from a metalcore song with a breakdown in it to like pure piano and like a little bit of like a synthesizer and just me singing real cleanly like it's always been super super dynamic with us i think the most interesting part of our sound is like you know especially nowadays because like we've had this big emo revival in our scene and there's all these bands like you know the modern baseball like-esque uh influenced bands but like 
it's oh, also our uh, drummer Joey uh, is here too, so he's here too. I've been trying to find a good spot to like. Joey, what's here. up? Oh, hey, Joey is here. I am Joey. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What jelly? What you drinking? What am I drinking right now? Yeah, man. Dude, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm drinking a light sky uh, blue moon right now. To be honest with you, brother, I'm kind of just kicking it. You know what I mean? On a summer uh, summer evening. That sounds pretty good right there. Absolutely, man. You know, hey, no complaints. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah. But uh, like I was saying, like the interesting thing about our band is like our all our main influences, especially when like when we were teenagers, everything were like crabcore metalcore bands. To be perfectly honest, like we came as Romans, Attack Attack, like all those things. Like we were like obsessed with those kind of bands, um, and like somehow those influences have trailed in. But like they're you know they're way more faint. Yeah. Uh, uh- I would definitely agree with that. I mean, obviously, I'm not here to just be like, I'm telling you what <laughs> your genre is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, I have no What musical. Aaron says goes. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. this is my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, no, but like, you can hear little elements of like, oh, uh, that was like, that was like a little breakdown right there, you know? Um, there's certain parts where I'm like, yeah, they just kind of opened up um you know a little bit of that metal side but also then you come in and it's like wow this song could also get radio play and like no one would you know be upset with that sort of deal and um i think you you do a great job of like reaching to those audiences um another thing i wanted to get to was you know what's the youngstown scene but then you also mentioned that you kind of go you know you take a, a multiple state approach because you're you know close to other states and you're you're i feel like there's a lot of venues that i have you know i have no knowledge about in the midwest and you know if you guys move further you know out into chicago and you know that i'm sure i mean there's a ton of cities in ohio alone you know what's the what's the scene like describe it to me i've never been to the midwest that's interesting because like every every city has so dynamically different like Youngstown, it's a, it's to be blunt, it's a lot of bar rock bands, and like as for like emo, post hardcore things like that, like we're one of like three, um, and it's a lot of like indie rock, bar rock stuff like that, and there's only like really two real true venues left in Youngstown, and there's been a ton that have floated in and out, um, but we're a small city, so you know a music scene here is different compared to like Cleveland, where Cleveland is all over the place akron has a really really strong diy scene so like they have a lot of you know uh a lot of the a lot of the bands you commonly see in like diy scenes i would say it's like akron kent and then um over by like on your way to sandusky it's uh uh illyria they have they all have like a really big diy scene yeah but there's there's a lot of great venues here like may halls the foundry um well toledo also has a really good uh, toledo has a really good diy scene too yeah honestly ohio is great for music it's just every city is so dynamically different um you know we played like a lot of shows with like like bigger acts like as as a supporting act like silent planet or straight from the path or uh the plot in you like up in cleveland um, but you know, if we're playing in like Akron or Toledo or something like that, you know, like it's a lot more DIY shows, things like that. But as for Youngstown, like, you know, it's a small city. It's always been a really small music scene. So, you know, I'd say like in 2015, when we started this band, we were like, this is back when we had a lot of spoken word. We were like the only band that did stuff like that. And there it, was like, it definitely felt like yeah. that. Cause I didn't like. You know, we, we played a whole lot at the Outpost in Kent, and the, like that's like oh that that if you're from the Midwest, man, that place is notorious. That's like one of those places where they don't have a stall on the bathroom door. <laughs> but but it's like the only place in that city that had shows, so everybody had played there. Two stages and like I mean, well, Mushroom had plays there like every yeah. week. It, it, it feels like <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, mushroom head trap. What's wrong with that? Rob Van Dam did a comedy <laughs> set. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. I would have never thought <laughs> in but, a million uh, years. But, uh, like, yeah, like every scene's different. Like, Erie, uh, where our manager is based, they have a cool little scene there. Uh, up in Fredonia near Buffalo, they have a really awesome scene there. We played a house venue called North Pole Strip Club up in Fredonia and that place was the, that was the best DIY. This was amazing. There was a hundred, 
Well, they run a DIY venue like I think the smartest way possible because it's literally just I mean, a, their backyard is the college a, campus. Yeah, the backyard is the college <laughs> campus, and it's just a party the whole time. Like, there was about 100 people upstairs partying and then 100 people watching the band downstairs. It was That's insane. It was just like the best experience you could have. So, like, Fredonia Buffalo, I, I have nothing but nice things to say about like that scene there. Um, Cleveland's got a lot of great bands, uh, just a lot of bands in general. Um, but yeah, Youngstown, we're like probably one of a kind in Youngstown. There's just, you know, there's not many like emo type bands around here. You know what though, too? I think that was the biggest thing too, like just being as a band and starting out in Youngstown, just with like having not too many artists up to like our caliber, like sound wise. I think the biggest thing is like a lot of bands don't understand is that like, you know, before you even start touring, going out, even to like Pittsburgh or, you know, Indiana, somewhere like that's like close into our region statewide, is that like you really want to be able to get like your home city on with whatever yeah. you're doing. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and I think it's humbling knowing the fact that, you know, we're able to, you know, get a reach out to where, you know, Youngstown is something that I take pride in. So it's like knowing that we're able to like put that you know, in existence as well as like, I mean, that's important to me because the scene here has always been, you know, very, very nice to us and, and have always showed us support. And I mean, I'm, I'm internally grateful for that. So I definitely want to be able to keep that alive. It was, sure. it was really unique, like growing up in this music scene. Oh yeah. What's well, like the perfect venue. If you were to plan a hometown show, you know, all your friends are going to go, you know, friends and family, like what is the venue in Youngstown that you're going to go to? So I'd say, like, if you want all your friends and family there, there's a place called Susie's Dogs and Drafts that uh, that's always like a crowd bringer type place. Um, but lately they opened a, a venue called Westside Bull, and that's been getting like the majority of the shows lately. But Susie's has always been like our place. Yeah. Susie's definitely holds like near and dear to our hearts. Uh, Westside Bull is really interesting because... They have a stage upstairs, which they took out probably five lanes to make a massive stage. Uh, Tropodelic played there. Tropodelic's uh, very... I don't know if you guys know Tropodelic, but Tropodelic's gigantic here. Yeah, uh, they're, they're an absolutely huge band around here. And they, they fit like 700 people on that stage. Yeah. And then wow. they said... We were talking to the owner shortly after that. I think it was about a week after that show. And the owner was telling us, you know, he has no problem fitting 900 to 1,000 people for the main stage. <laughs> yeah. And then they have another venue in their basement. Um, it's probably, I'd say, about a, about a 300 cap room in the basement. And, you know, with the scene eternally growing around here, it's definitely, it's definitely grown a whole lot since, you know, since we've been involved. And uh, I'm, I'm not really, like, saying that's because of us, but, you know, we've noticed that the scene has grown a lot since we've been playing shows. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be the place to go. I thought, like, when you mentioned, it, you know, like, a place like Susie's. Like, I've, I have a bar around the corner from me in Jersey called, like, Bobby D's. I thought this was going to be, like, you know, <laughs> like a 50-cap place. Not like <laughs> well, yeah. well, a gigantic mansion. <laughs> When you, or, it, when you said like, sushi's, I started thinking My Place Pizza, which is this venue that shut down around here, which <laughs> lives up to the name. Okay. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> we, yeah, Susie's like, when you pack it, it is like obnoxiously packed. Like, it is like the hottest, sweatiest place on earth. It's shoulder to shoulder the whole way. And they, then there's tables there, too. So, like, people are trying to eat their dinner while you're, like, playing this breakdown <laughs> on stage. The first time we played there, we were called Avan we were called Noirs before we had our name changed. Yeah. And, like, our this is where we played our first EP. And let's be blunt. This song sucked. Those songs <laughs> sucked. <laughs> and we were playing And, like, our party was that, that song was good but i remember i we were in the back room by the freezer and i was saying to joey i was like yes. i was like i don't think we should play with screaming tonight because there was like so many people yeah. there we made the choice on not to we thought it would not be a good idea but there were so many people there literally just eating dinner see <laughs> the location where Susie's is in downtown youngstown it's like right on the strip with the only bars that like all the college students and i mean all the way up to like you know our like parents and parents friends and stuff go drinking down there it's it's just it's the spot to be and they just so happen to be at the most perfect location and uh you know they'll they'll tolerate a tiny bit of moshing until it gets a little out of hand 
Yeah. <laughs> Someone's just trying to enjoy their like chicken parm or whatever, and some dude like elbows their dish. Some crowd yeah. service well, the just goes right into their spaghetti. <laughs> we had a we had a pregnant girl the one time in a pit at Susie's, and, oh, and they they yeah. and they cut our sound off like first song in because it was oh getting too rowdy. Oh yeah, they cut all yeah. the volume line mic immediately. They've done that dozens of times. I remember one time there. So like this, where the stage is, there's this big garage door, and Joey's like right up against the window. And this this girl was fucking hammered, and she was like coming up behind Joey, trying to touch him, Dude, like grabbing his drumsticks. Dude, she jumped up onto the ledge, like behind <laughs> Joey's drums, from outside. Okay, you can, you so can make she a jumped ledge through joke. the window, grabbed a pair of drumsticks on the ground, and then started drumming on Joey's back. <laughs> oh, <God>. epic! <laughs> Mid set, bro. That girl was hammered. <laughs> You're like, can literally anybody get this girl away? <laughs> That's what we're thinking. We're like, bro, someone get, where's security at, dude? <laughs> yeah. well, Joey, the real question is, what were her drum skills like? Were they good? Um, You know, I did see a video recap, and uh, they, they, weren't, they weren't great. You know, I didn't see a whole lot of timing. Uh, no paradiddles in there or anything like that. It, it, no, 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 no paradiddles. No click. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd say she probably got no faster than about a sixteenth note, and uh, she can probably win the guitar center drum off though. She oh okay, she'd probably make it to about the store finals. Yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe she'll fight the region. She'll fight the regional manager. <laughs> I think that's how you win. He's the final boss. No, <laughs> that's the final <laughs> boss, dude. <laughs> After you win the drum off, you gotta beat the fucking manager's ass. <laughs> Dude, not even the CEO. That's not the, that's not the final boss. It's just the regional yeah. manager. The manager comes over, like, and he's like, has boxing gloves on. And they're like, they're like, dude, I thought this was a drum off. He goes, it was a drum off. <laughs> he's like, now you gotta kick my ass. Uh, Mason, I had a I had a specific question written down for you. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, it's two parter. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? Wait, of course I've seen Wayne's World. Hell, Party yeah. time, uh, excellent, bro. So, so like, what's it like having Excalibur? Because I I did a little bit of research on your Instagram, and you got the white guitar from Wayne. He stalked the shit out of you. With Wayne yeah. I didn't realize that, and I'm kind of pissed at myself for not realizing that. And funny actually, you know that? what? It's a three-parter, too. Are you playing Stairway to Heaven on it? Because if so, get ass, get the fuck out. I don't know how to play Stairway to Heaven. I don't know how. Wait, so when we bought that guitar... Wait, what were you going to say? I was going to say, we're in no Stairway band. Yeah. This is a Stairway household. <laughs> so, so, sometimes we like to warm up with Iron Man, though. But, um, so... <laughs> When I bought that guitar, we were recording the Space Between Words EP that comes out July. And um, so I had this guitar that had a Floyd Rose on it. And, and like, if anybody knows me, I'm notorious for not knowing how to set up my guitar. So I, so I had a song that was in drop. I had all my songs were in drop C on the uh, record, except one, which was in D standard. And it had a Floyd and it one had string away. Yeah, it had a Floyd and it had and it had string locks. So I was like, I, well, I can't change the tuning without taking these off and paying seventy dollars. So I was like, I might as well just buy a new guitar. So we 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 literally did scratch tracks with that guitar, and then that day, like right after we were done recording, because it was like a five day cycle uh, of us driving to Akron to record, we went back to Youngstown. Me and our bass player Mike, and I can't remember if Cam was there or not. Were you with us when we went and looked at guitars? Um, so. I, I, I don't know. We've looked at guitars many times. Yeah. So, so I was I was looking at a black strap with like cream uh, cream pickups and all that. And I was like dead set. I'm going to buy this. And then me and Mike went in the next day, literally the day of guitar tracking. And, I, and we found the white strap. And I was like, dog, I got to buy that. So we literally bought it. And then 20 minutes later, we went and recorded guitars on it. That's amazing. Yeah. So. I have, a, I have a pretty funny story. I it's uh, I'm assuming yours is probably like American Strat. Uh, it's Mexican. Mexican. Okay, yeah, I actually have a, a Mexican Strat too. Um, I got it. I for... have a Mexican telly. What up? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Fender gang right here, yeah. bro. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Mine's still not set up after having it for like six years, but dog, I barely um, know how to change my strings. I'll be honest. Yeah. With you. It still buzzes like hell, and the neck's I... probably like warped. But my bass the... player changes my strings. Oh really? <laughs> well, it's funny because he probably doesn't change his. I don't either. So <laughs> every time, Aaron, wait, wait, every sorry, time Aaron does to change, go on a tangent real quick. Go ahead. 
so so like do you know like glenn from spectre sound studios on youtube no no i don't oh god he's this oh. he's this recording youtuber and he's notorious for all his jokes are about how much he hates bass players and how bass players are like uh, the most lazy musicians and stuff like that, like, and how they don't know how to change their strings or change no. their strings. His merch is based around like like music memes, and yeah. they're all towards bases. So we've had this we've had this ongoing meme that Mike hates him, and Mike like like uh, like call him in the middle of the night shit like that. He's never done this, but it's like it's our ongoing joke. And we have a new guitar player in our band called Reese, and we keep fucking with him, and we keep telling him like Reese, like you look like just like Glenn. He gets so mad. I'm like, bro, did your mom like go to Nam in the '90s or something, bro? Like, him in the '90s. She hanging out with him and Jared Dines. <laughs> Jared Dines is probably like, probably like I'm five. Seven. Yeah. I'm sorry, I cut you off as you were saying, man. Every time Aaron changes his bass, there's always so- something else goes wrong with it. It's like yeah. every time he changes his strings, it's like, oh shit, now I gotta fix this too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll fill you guys in, uh, and then I'll get back to like the uh, Fender story. But yeah, so I I have a '75 uh, Gibson Ripper bass, so it's like you know what's it, 45 years old now. Um, it's a boomer. Yeah, and every time I like change the strings, the action gets messed up. <laughs> oh jeez. So I was so excited when we were gonna go to the studio. I had it. I, I had changed all the strings the night before and um it just like locked up everything was buzzing every single goddamn string and i was like well i could adjust my action to be three inches off my base or oh like my figure this out <laughs> yeah is that how you recorded like wait, no we with just the, like we used a fender with some burnt out strings on it like a fender oh, yeah. bass. it actually sounded good because we recorded through our uh our producer's camper so you know oh yeah no that, that, that thing camper. could make anything sound good yeah, yeah, but um, my my story about the uh, the Fender Strat, the Mexican Strat that I I came into about seven years ago, I think. Yes. Um, I was cleaning out a neighbor's basement. It was after Hurricane Sandy over here, and so the basement was flooded, and we're like bringing a bunch of their stuff out, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, uh, th- I was with my band in high school at the time, and they're like, "Hey, we have this like guitar." um we want it in some like charity auction or whatever do you want it i'm like yeah like what is it so <laughs> they like take the top off of it and it's a uh cream mexican fender strat signed by huey lewis from what? huey lewis and the why Nicholas. am i just hearing this now <laughs> what, <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? so i was like i don't know who the fuck that guy is so i started playing he's it man and he's square yeah, <laughs> and and I started playing it, and now the, the autograph is completely worn off. <laughs> of course, no more it's, retail value. My guitar is worth zero dollars right now. <laughs> what do you play? Yeah. Is, does Patrick Bateman come out of nowhere and threaten to kill you, or you know? I've been worried about it, to be honest. Yeah. You've been waiting for Christian Bale to show up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, that's my my Mexican uh, strat. I was actually gonna. Uh, take it i'm at my parents house right now because i was in the city and all this corona stuff happened but i was supposed to set it up <laughs> yeah. this weekend, but um i decided to take back a different guitar because it sounded better and I, I didn't care to have to set it up <laughs> what's your what's your other guitar that you're using it's an epiphone uh studio les paul so okay. it's like it's an all right nice. guitar i just don't like how it says semi hollow body which is really weird but yeah, yeah obviously we, uh, it's, it's all but you know Some, sometimes we like to go on halo guitars and make like absolutely wild custom <laughs> guitars guitar. we, so we made this guy fieri body guitar where it was like what, what's that guitar that bb king uses where it has the huge body and it's it's a semi-hollow body oh, yeah, so we had like it a, with no we had it with no pickups and the body was this big graphic of Guy Fieri with these golden retrievers. And it was semi-hollow body. And I was saying to Ken, I was like, well, I mean, it's basically an acoustic guitar. <laughs> we'll send you a picture of it. They rank up for that. That sounds amazing. It sounds oh, bro, like it I was, want it. It was three grand. It was three grand if you wanted to get it built. You should have just named it Flavortown and actually made it because you probably could have sold it for more. I, I shouldn't have sold the rights to it. I'll be like, you can sell this on your site for like. Should have put an orange sunburst on the back of it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I got to check out Halo <laughs> guitars and see what uh, concoctions I can cook up. 
yeah. Oh, it's great. There's some disgusting <laughs> shit on there. <laughs> I can't believe three grand. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, guys, we are coming up on time. So what we do for like the last few minutes of every interview is um, we'll leave you guys with just some time, um, you know, fill us in on anything cool coming up. with You guys, maybe, you know, you uh, are releasing a music video soon or maybe, you know, another single, another EP. Maybe there's something in the works that's just a concept right now or being recorded. Um, and then also we like to do like some shout outs, you know, maybe some guys from your local scene um, that you've played with that, you know, you know, have helped you out or you, you've helped them out in some way. Um, this is your time. So go right. Cool. Well, there there may be two music videos or two more music videos and maybe the, the rest of the EP to come out. So. Yeah. yeah. When, when do you think this episode's going to drop for clarification? Because we have announcements coming. Ooh, um, let me see. I could tell you right now. It's going to be the end of July. Or end, end, of June. Uh, end of June. Sorry. Oh, end of July? Oh, wow. Like, first week of June, probably. Wait, the first end of July or end of June? You got, you got cut out there. Wait, let's see. Um, actually, I gave you the exact date. 6-29. Six, oh, wait, so that's the end of June. Yeah. All right. Yep. So, um, by the time you're listening to this, Grey Matters music video and single will have already been out. That's our new single. That video is nuts. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it, um, but by the time it's out, this this episode will be out. We so, really wanted a concept video, um, but we just we just found so many cool shots that we were like, you know what, this performance is just perfect. We that's, used, that's all we need. We used <laughs> we used a drone, and that's all I have to say about it. Oh yeah, it yeah, sounds pretty tight. Down a staircase, Beautiful. down a down staircase, staircase, and it rotated. It was amazing. Five stories. The guy that shot our music video, he shot music videos for uh, Belmont, and uh, I want to say he shot a Real Friends video. I can't remember, um, but he's from Chicago, and he's great friends with all those bands. Um, and uh, he he was saying he was like, I've never seen anything like this. He sent it to the guy that like he was his mentor, and he was like, Wow, I've never seen anything like this either. So Grey Matter, by the time you're listening to this, is already out. Stream that. Watch the music video. And then The Space Between Words comes out July 17th. And that's going to be cool. And then we got something else coming out after that. Wow. It's you so guys are busy. busy yeah. We are very busy. We've been, we've been preparing this stuff for quite some time. <laughs> for, for almost a year, honestly. Yeah. yeah. This, we've been sitting on this for a year. But I will say, we've been busier in quarantine than we have, like, Ever. the, the <laughs> whole five years. Like, I, we definitely worked harder the past, like, three months than we have like over the past like five years um and we've been a band a while um as for shout outs give a shout out to the andromeda agency our wonderful management um elvis nina swint our publicist um and uh jordan sigmund for always making nice graphics and then some band shout outs also too i want to have an honorable mention too for jordan audio too jordan audio for always making us some nice nice visuals for us great videographer uh, any band shout outs? I would say the standby who is also on our management. Jordan Audio did also stuff for Alternative Press. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So my shout out for a band would be the standby on our management from Erie PA. They're very good. What about you, Ken? Who do you have to shout out? Uh, you know, we haven't played with them in a minute and, and I just missed the dudes. Big shout out to Wander, man. I've been yeah. jamming them a lot. Oh, big shout out too to Carpool from, I can't remember if, I think they're from Rochester, New York. We played with them in Fredonia. They nice. have a song called Out the Salty Song. Man, they're really damn good. Huge shout out to Carpool. They're awesome. And then... Uh, also, you know what? I'm, I, I want to put my one? boys on, yeah, because they always give us love, but I want to shout out to Altaris. Yeah, man. our guys in Altaris. Oh, yeah. They're always so cool. very close them. friends. Very close friends. They're like family to us, bro. So, yeah. shout out to Altaris. I, I, you know, on a tangent, too, you know, that was one of those bands, yeah, um, <clears throat> in, in our local scene, they were like the one metalcore band that was left in our scene when we when we started, and like we always wanted to get to where their height was because like right as we were starting they were picking up big time, um, and like we wanted so desperately to be at that level and now that we're like approaching like all the things they were they were doing like you know it's awesome we're like wow we like you know we hit we, we keep hitting more milestones and you know like you know we're we're human beings obviously we compare ourselves to other bands and that's what we did. So, but like they've been nothing but supportive of us, That's and true, you know, oh, yeah. so big shout out to my guys, and uh, yeah, man. Uh, That's it. Is there, are we missing anybody? I don't think so. uh, Steve Perino, who recorded it, 
Steve Perino, <clears throat> uh, Corey Hodge, and all of Bravo artists. Another know. shout out to Alex. Alex Eric for he's shooting just, all our videos. The, the king, the king of videos. He's, the king. He's just—he's a magician behind the camera and the computer. Shout out to our van. Yeah, dude. Shout out to our van. <laughs> what kind of van are we talking? Oh, yeah, a van. All right, so it's a Ford Ram wagon. Oh, wait, no, it's a Dodge, Dodge Ram wagon. <laughs> you got the Ram van. It's, it's a Honda Ram wagon. <laughs> it is a 3,500 Ram. It used to be a 15-passenger uh, that the stamp on it actually bought, and they made, like, this really nice cot and a futon, and it's been our new, like, you know, weekend home. There's so the, it's great. There's this bunk in the very back of it that's like hung up. And if you hit a bump, you are most certainly hitting the fucking ceiling. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's great. I wouldn't have it any other way. I need to see this now. <laughs> we, we, we almost totaled it the first night we took it out, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We almost had a DR on a first show with it. But um, I think that's all our shout outs. You guys yeah. got it? You guys got um, anything for us? So, yeah, final thing. <laughs> We usually like to do every episode is a, I don't know if you guys are beer drinkers, but we do a beer of the week just to keep things exciting. If you if you don't drink beer, it could be any sort of beverage. Doesn't matter to me. We've had straight edge people on, you know, say like seltzer of the week. Actually, some of our friends started in Real Talk, shout out Real Talk, great guys. Um, they started like a seltzer Sunday review. But anyways, that's tangential. What's your beer of the week if you got one? So, you know what, if I had to pick a beer of the week, because if I'm the only one here drinking the beer, I really have to give it on for the Blue Moonlight Sky. I know I mentioned that before, but it's less than half the calories of a normal Blue Moon. You know, I'm pretty much a, a, a health nut. So when it comes down to like, you know, anything that's like an ultra based, you know, I, I don't I don't like I don't fuck with all that seltzer, bro. I think it, I think it hurts my tummy. You know, what I mean, my tummy hurt after a while. Less so. tummy hurt. That's a really <laughs> weird way to say rolling rock. <laughs> hey, fun fact that's the first beer i ever drank i think my first beer was a keystone 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 bro in high school that's the a only thing anyone stone. ever got that's yep. true. I, I didn't mind keystone i didn't mind keystone but yeah I'm, i wanted to shout out blue moonlight sky i thought i think it's a refreshing drink and i think uh you know it's a little pricey you know for a six pack but hey you know if i'm close to a blue moon baby i'm on it you know what i mean <laughs> what about what oh about yeah uh, so I'm not like, uh, I don't know. I'm not like a very experimental beer drinker. I just love classic Yingling lager, man. That's, that's just the go-to. It tastes great in the bottle. It tastes great on the tap. That's I all agree. you could ask for. I don't really, I don't really drink beer, but I have a, a, a horrible dependency on aspartame. So I drink a lot of <laughs> diet pop. So I'm going to shout out my diet pop of the week. Uh, Coke, zero sugar, Ooh. cherry. It yep. does. It doesn't taste like Diet Coke. Diet Coke tastes like this. Um, this is good, and I feel bad because I work with one lady who only drinks Diet Pepsi, and like. Listen, I thought you only drank Diet Dr Pepper, though. No, I moved on. No, oh, I, I'm, I'm experimenting. Diet Dr Pepper vanilla. I'm more Dr. of a Mr. Pepper Pim guy. Oh my god. We could have another pod just about that. Yeah, we can. But <laughs> so. I, th I was talking to this lady, and she was like, well, I'm just so used to the way this is t this tastes, but, like, I think Diet Pepsi tastes like sin. Um, and, <laughs> like, with the zero sugar ones, it tastes like actual pop. It doesn't taste like diet. So shout out Coke Zero Sugar Cherry, and shout out Mount Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero. Ooh. Man, I, I haven't – I've never drank so much Mountain Dew before in my life until, <laughs> until quarantine started, and now, man, I – I, I have a problem. I, 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 I'm so bad. Wait, so I, have a, bad. I have a great I have story for you. Damn aspartame, bro. It, <laughs> it's like I wake up. It's Dude, like I wake. Brain, it's like I wake up and I put Splenda on my fucking eggs, bro. That's <laughs> great. Oh, Stop the aspartame, bro. Yeah, dog. Stop the aspartame. Yeah, bro. I know it's bad for me. I'm trying, bro. Oh, like the the, the the FDA is gonna come to my house and like issue me a warning letter. And <laughs> I mean, like, you can't bro, do this. You, you need, need to stop. stop. What's up? Uh, I saw a tweet the other day, and it was, uh, for whom the Baja blasts. <laughs> for whom the Baja blasts. <laughs> well, I'm, gonna get, well, I'm getting that tattooed on me now. Yeah. <laughs> for whom the so, so we were all going to get the safest legend Braille tattooed on us, but now I'm going to get that tattooed in Braille, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone's gonna be like, "Why does your dots look different than ours?" And I'm gonna be like, "I don't know, bro. I think he fucked it up." <laughs> yeah, why are they green? 
But uh, anyways, guys, this has been, you know, one of the, I think, the most fun pods we've had. Um, oh, yeah. I'm so uh, glad. We would love to come on again, man. Yeah, yeah. no, let this not be the last time we speak. Um, yes. And also, like, I really hope, you know, whether it be this year, whether it be next year, if we ever make it out to a Midwest tour, I hope we can connect at least, you know, even meet up for just, you know, some drinks or something. Um, this has been super fun. I'm, I'm glad, like, we get through this podcast, we get the chance to meet people like this, you know, yes. that we probably wouldn't otherwise, you know, connect with. You know uh, what? I wouldn't have connected with you guys if it wasn't for the Pop Punk Networking Group on Facebook. So, no way. Hell yeah. Pop Punk Networking Group. Yeah. 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 That's been awesome. We got a great reception from it. And uh, we actually, yeah, awesome we have group. a few uh, interviews from some international bands coming up from it, that's which was awesome. like kind of blew my mind. That's so sick. Hell yeah, dude. So excited to hear that. Um, plug your own stuff for us. Yeah, absolutely. We got, some, we got some new songs we recorded back in March that we're just finishing up. They're in rough stage at the moment just because we were supposed to finish them. We got told we couldn't do anything else courtesy of coronavirus. Right. So, uh, I love so, so we're just we're, we're sitting on those for the moment. When we get them out, we'll, we'll get them out. But other than that, we're just been mostly doing this and pushing the music we have, just trying to grow what we have and stay relevant. So for our so for our fans that discover your podcast from this episode, can you drop your band and where we could find you guys? Hell yeah, you can look us up. We're called What Makes Sense, and you can find us pretty much everywhere. If you go on YouTube, we have a music video out for our song. It's called Spooky. And yeah, we should hopefully have some music out too. But you can find our EP. It's called Fear and Loathing in the Northeast because I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Wait, real quick, one last question. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we keep holding you up. Um, so, I like, I know you guys are from New York, but I don't know if you're like New Yorkers. You know what I mean? So, how do you feel about deep dish pizza? Does it make you angry? Does it make your blood boil? Um, no? I feel so. Here's the thing: people think that we like hate it. It's like not a thing around here. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I have never had it so i i couldn't speak from experience i do so love sicilian that pizza banned over there is it banned <laughs> no we live like, like far what, enough what's from a more, the city what's a more fireable like, offense like a red Sox hat uh deep dish pizza <laughs> or it depends because like well aaron's got like a boston red Sox andrew tattoo cuomo. in new york so yeah. like something bad about andrew cuomo's nipple rings <laughs> Bro, he has them. Honestly, <laughs> don't try to protect your governor, bro. Yeah, we know no. he has them, bro. I admire his strength. You want to trade governors? <laughs> yeah. um, bro, Mike DeWine would beat Andrew Cuomo's ass. That's all I'm saying, bro. He got the fist. Bro. Not with those <laughs> yeah, bro, he'd pull him. He'd yank him out. <laughs> it, it, and Mike DeWine looks like Chucky from Rugrats, so that's saying a bunch. Oh of Amazing. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> Congrats on your Ed Sheeran governor. <laughs> but, uh, boys, it's been so much fun. Um, Mason, I'm going to connect with you after this. If you want to recommend any bands, you know, that might want to come on. Um, we've only had one other uh, Midwestern band um, sleep on it on this podcast. So I, I know but, of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Great guys. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'd love to have a few more of you guys on. You're always chill. Yeah. Uh, Great area of the country for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, much. Uh, yes, yes. But uh, all right, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep putting that music out. It's amazing. I can't wait for the new EP to come out. Um, and I'm really excited to release this episode. Thank you, my friends. I, we appreciate it more than you know. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks for coming on. Me and Ken had a great time, man. And Joey somewhere. He's somewhere. Yeah, uh, wherever he ran in the bathroom. Through. I don't know. <laughs> All right, thanks guys. Have a good night. night. Later, boys. Boys. Sleep with the sun. I know where you run. You're not the one waking me up. You're making it up. Sleep.
Fender Stratocaster, please. Oh, really? Yes. Again? Yes. Excuse me. Wait. Can I put the Fender back now, please? Not today, my good man. I'm feeling saucy. I think I'm gonna buy it. Do you accept cash? <coughs> 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 